0: And now, it's time to join your hosts, Tatiana Whitlock and Judy Wells, as they talk with experts and peers from around the country on the topic of being responsibly armed. This six-part series will elevate your safety-first mindset and your view on being responsibly armed. It may or may not include a firearm, but it definitely should include a plan. Visit responsiblyarmedradio.com with your questions, comments, or to learn how to become a sponsor or guest of Responsibly Armed Radio. Now, here are your hosts, Tatiana and Judy, coming to you live, coast to coast, from Maine to California, on The Answer San Diego.
1: All right, folks, welcome to Responsibly Armed Radio. This is FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. Responsibly Armed Radio is brought to you today by our title sponsor, U.S. Law Shield the nation's most comprehensive and affordable legal defense for self-defense programs. There's nothing more important than protecting your family and property. And by joining the U.S. Law Shield community, mem- community of members, you can count on self-defense coverage with meaningful options and benefits that make a real difference when it means uh, matters the most. For more details, go to uslawshield.com slash R-A-R. Now, here are your wonderful hosts, Uh, Tatiana Whitlock and Judy Wells, live on The Answer. Hi, guys.
2: Hi. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Judy Wells, and welcome to Responsibly Armed Radio. Today, we're asking ourselves the question, do I have the skills to save a life with only the tools in my pocket?
3: And I'm Tatiana Whitlock, and we are thrilled to welcome the Carrie Davis, owner of Dark Angel Medical. Affectionately known to friends and students and amazing people around the country as Pocket Doc to those closest to him, Davis is a humble, quiet professional who lives and breathes what he teaches, referring to himself as, quote, just a nurse understatement of the century. Dig a little deeper and you'll find that this Air Force vet has more than 29 years of experience as a military flight medic, paramedic, and ER nurse. In addition to running Dark Angel Medical, Davis is also an adjunct instructor at Sig Sauer Academy. He has dedicated his adulthood to the preservation of life and hopes that through Dark Angel Medical, he can train the masses to be positively reactive instead of being use instead of being Let me try that one more time, (laughs) instead of being as useful as a steering wheel on a mule, which is a phenomenal analogy, and I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for joining us, Carrie.
4: Thank you for having me.
2: Okay, Carrie, we have covered tons of information about self-defense here on Responsibly Armed Radio over the first two seasons on air. This is the first episode that we're discussing the aftermath of a traumatic event. We're really thrilled to have you with us here today because we know that your work is dedicated to providing the tools and training for people to develop the critically needed skills to help save lives in a catastrophic situation that we always think we're never going to be in and could possibly find ourselves in. I would really love to hear about your business, how it came to be, and I'm really curious about the name.
1: Before you do that, Carrie, can, can I ask one question? Have yes, you sir. always, I mean, can do you have to teach people to run to the problem or is that a natural thing? I mean, you're in a nurse. I mean, you didn't pick that profession for fun, but I'm always wondering that, you know, when you see a catastrophe, you see a car accident, most people don't go to it, but the ones that do, do. Is that something you teach or is that a natural response?
4: I, to be honest with you, Dave, I think that's more of a, a mindset thing either. Uh, it, it's just like we all teach in uh, the self-defense uh, portion of uh, firearms and everything like that on, on Responsibly and armed radio. Uh, you, you can't teach someone that. That's something that yeah. I think it's innate in them and, and either and you can give them the tools, you can give them the proper training, uh, but the mindset is 100% off yeah. to them.
1: I'm glad you said that cuz I I, I truly believe that 100% and people that have that ability you know hats off to them and god bless them. Didn't mean to interrupt so go ahead with your with your story.
2: No problem. So tell us about Dark Angel.
4: Oh, uh, okay. So Dark Angel Medical. I didn't come up with a name. My buddy my one of my best friends uh in the whole world John Godwin did uh back in the back many years ago. Uh, I had started working as a as a, a ICU and ER nurse in the Boulder area and uh, had worked started talking to some of the guys from Magpole and worked with magpole for a few years and that's and that's why I started doing the medical uh, training with them I was a director of medical training there at Magpole for a few years and I had written the curriculum started writing the curriculum back in around 2006 because I was asking some of my buddies who are in law enforcement and some of my other friends, I'm like, Hey, you know, what kind of medical training do you have? And they're like, I've got like basic first aid. So I didn't really see a, a, anything between first aid and, you know, our military uh, combat lifesaver type training to EMT. So I, I that's where I started writing the curriculum and filled and tried to fill a niche that I thought was critically needed. Um, in for, for this, uh, for this area uh, that I started teaching in and my buddy John came up and he said, hey, I like this name. And I was like, that's a great name. And I sketched it out and I sent it off to my buddy Trevor. And Trevor, like three hours later, there was the logo. And I was like, holy crap, that's it. That's awesome. Uh, and so that's how I got started. But I wanted to do more. I wanted to give people more information because I had asked one of my buddies that was a cop. I was like, hey, what's in the back? Of what do you carry on you for medical? And he's like, nothing. I got this bag of stuff in my trunk. That I don't even know what it is in my cruiser. And so these guys are sometimes many, many feet away, many yards away from where they are. And and I, I was thinking, hey, you know, yeah, we teach self defense, but I think solid medical training and carrying a medical kit is some of the best self defense you can have, especially in the event of a, a life threatening situation. So um, that's how I started. I started Dark Angel Medical. Uh, I left Magpul in June of 2011. Uh, my father passed away in July twentieth uh, of 2011. And had and and basically the inheritance that I got from him, um, I use up, put all that as capital into starting my business because I believe in it that much. And so um, <clears throat> that's his legacy. Wow. And so it's one wow. of those things I, I really believe in uh, enough. And you know I started it in August of 2011, and I started up at Sig in September. It was a busy year, uh, but I wanted to give something back because I feel like I've been doing this my whole life and everything I've got in my head, it's a legacy of knowledge. And if I don't pass on that legacy of knowledge, then how selfish is that to not give somebody that cheap life insurance or maybe the gift of another birthday, which is freaking awesome.
2: Yeah. I've heard you talk- go, on, t- t- go on. I've heard you talk about, um, that, Many, that it's really important because the law of averages that you're going to actually use a firearm in a situation versus come upon an accident and need some Absolutely. tools to use.
4: Absolutely. I ask that I ask that question in every class I teach. It's like, how many people I have in here are concealed carriers? And the majority of people will raise their hands. I'm like, how many of y'all are withdrawing your gun? Very few, if any, hands ever go up. Uh, for a defensive situation, I'm like, okay, how many of y'all carry a med kit on a daily basis? And thankfully now the, the hands are good, becoming more, but still not as many as the guns. And I'm like, okay, how many of y'all have ever seen a car accident? And boom, all the hands go up. I'm like, see, law of averages. Number one, you're more liable to use that, that med kit than that sweet Han Solo blaster you got. And I'm all for that because I love them. But, but... At the, at the end of the day, law of averages states you're going to use that med kit far more likely, and you can carry it literally anywhere. Hmm. Well, yeah. that's literally. been
3: my story many times. I have been able to pull that kit over, out and get someone way more talented. Stay tuned, folks, when we come back from a break. We're going to talk about life-saving tools you need at arm's reach every single day.
1: All right, this is FM 961 AM 1170, the answer.
0: There is more information still to come with Responsibly Armed Radio on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to Responsibly Armed Radio on The Answer San Diego. Now here are your hosts, Tatiana Whitlock and Judy Wells.
1: All right, folks, welcome back to Responsibly Armed Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. Responsibly armed people are signing up in a great number for the Legal Defense for Self-Defense plan provided by U.S. Law Shield. Why? Well, as a law-abiding gun owner, if you need to legally defend yourself, U.S. Law Shield's nationwide network of independent program attorneys will defend you and your freedom. Check them out at U.S. Law Shield. Learn more about the amazing program at uslawshield.com slash R-A-R.
3: Welcome back, folks. Carrie, as a mom, a firearms instructor, and a concealed carrier, really just as an aware citizen, I carry multiple of your kits with me every day. In fact, I wear one of your dark trauma kits every time I'm on the range, filming for anything. Any picture of me on the range, I have one of your kits on. And I get that question from people all the time. What's that med kit? What are you wearing? And I point them right to Dark Angel Medical. In fact, I have your dark blue line trauma kit right in my hand right now, which I just pulled from my purse. So clearly, I'm a believer. I'm flying flag. (laughs) Each of these kits is prepackaged solution, folks, that can help fix multiple broken parts. But for those listening, what kind of boo-boos qualify as life-threatening and what tools are needed to solve those problems?
4: All right, so and I and thank you so much for, for flying the flag. I notice every picture you've got one of our one of our sweet kits on you. And and it makes a difference because the time chooses you. It's something we say all the time. I've said this for many years, the time chooses you and it's up to you to be ready. And if you've got the training, the tools, and the mindset, then you can truly make a difference and give somebody that other that gift of life, get that other birthday. Big picture problems we've got to look at uh, from the bleeding control standpoint because let's be honest. Hemorrhage is going to kill you quicker than anything else uh, that, you know, I mean, obviously a CNS shot, you know, I mean, a, a, a central nervous system shot, you know, have any, any a gunshot wound the head, Typically 90% of those are, are more are, 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 immediately fatal. Not, I'm not going to be able to turn it at the neck for that. All right. So we can't, we don't turn it at the neck. So that is a no go. So cannot and, and, and hit So gunshot wounds to the head pretty much uh, are fatal. So, Big picture problems, bleeding. Okay, so where do we put a tourniquet? We put tourniquets on our limbs. Uh, we got four extremities, and there, there you go. So to carry. think about carrying more than one tourniquet because two is one, one is none. And if you've got somebody with big, you know, I, I lift things up and put them down, you know, legs or whatever, you may have to put more than one tourniquet in place to get the hemorrhage controlled. Uh, so tourniqueting limbs, uh, uh, hemostatic gauze, uh, like a quick clock combat gauze or the uh, the, uh gauze, uh, those those two types of hemostatic gauze uh, we put those in places that we can't that we can't tourniquet off. So we pack what we call junctions. Think of something that meets the torso of the body, your base, your neck, your armpits, your groin, things like that. Uh, and, and it works much more effectively, much faster uh, than standard gauze. Uh, and then we call we have our little diagram. You know, tourniquet limbs, pocket junctions, seal the box. I'm actually looking at it on my water bottle right now because it's, it's pretty sweet sticker. Um, and we, we call it seal the, the box, seal the chest. Any penetrating thoracic injury, we want to put some sort of occlusive dressing like a halo seal or hyphen seal on there. Uh, and so those are like our big three things. I have got, I've got a big five of what goes into a trauma kit, my top five. Top five is gloves because I don't want cooties. Okay, I don't want to, you know, that's the first thing I'm going to put on. multiple pairs of gloves if I can because I'm going to slap gloves over gloves. Uh, and so we're going to put gloves, at least one or two tourniquets in there. I carry a cat and a soft T-wide, shameless plug for those guys, but that's what I carry every single day on my person. Uh, and I have um, those two tourniquets that are TCCC approved, tactical combat casualty care approved, or committee-owned. Uh, packing gauze. So I've got the hemostatic gauze in the kit. I've got chest seals in the kit. And, and so those are my those are my top five right there. So that goes in my ankle kit that I wear all my person every day. If I'm wearing long pants, and if I'm wearing shorts, I just throw one of my micro EDCs with a soft T wide flat folder in there. So it's it's an excuse. It's an excuse. If people say, oh I don't have room to carry my kit it's literally an excuse because there is no reason not to carry medical on you. And I'm like, I can't tell these guys all the time. Oh, I've got a, well, I've got my everyday carry. I'm like, dude, you got four mags, three knives, two flashlights, a sextant, a <laughs> flint and steel, a Viz 17 panel. You fall off in a freaking Creek. You're going to drown. <laughs> so get rid of, get rid of some of the, some of the dead weight that you don't need and put something in your pocket. That's going to make a difference. And, and because, like we've already stated, you're far more liable to use that than other stuff.
2: It literally is a pocket, yeah. carry. It, well, you have got, one, too, right? I wear it every time i anywhere. I also have it in my car. I take one everywhere yep. my kids have them. Okay, so, Carrie, so,
1: they don't tell me about these things. So I know nothing about what you're talking about. So let me ask you the basics, because I'm seriously thinking of ordering some from you guys and send them out as gifts to friends and family because i guarantee you they don't know what the heck we're talking about either so what are we looking at price range if you don't mind me throwing that in real quick no
4: no not not at all man not at all uh, if, if if people don't don't know
1: well one they can
4: look at our, our blogs and things like that uh they can look at our free online training if they're not familiarized with him uh with our with our products and anything like that our kits range anywhere from in the sixty dollar range all the way up to eight hundred dollars for your mass casualty right. trauma kit. So we've got a wide variety. Uh and and if you're using PayPal, you can use PayPal Pay if you're it's four payments. If you're using Sezzle on our checkout, you can pay it out over time. How much money do people spend on coffee every freaking oh, yeah. month? Yeah. You know? How much money do you spend on coffee? And and and, it, and it's like people are like, oh man, that kit's that kind of expensive. I'm like, yes, yeah, so's a funeral.
1: Yeah. Well, we got to be you know? proactive, not reactive. Because if you're Absolutely. proactive, and, and, then what's the whole point? You know, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Right.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. You yeah. got to get a kit. You got to get training because you cannot pack a wound or stop a bleed with it. Right.
1: Period. Okay. So I watched that. Have you ever seen that movie uh, with Mark Wahlberg, the shooter? Yes. Well it's that gravel he threw in his wound to stop the bleeding? <laughs> that was the old, that was the, I mean, come to one of my classes and I'll teach you okay. all this good stuff.
4: Because Hollywood has a lot of, there's a lot of a lot of misconceptions uh, out there, a lot of bad information. That was old quick clot. That was the old granular quick uh, clot made oh, from neolite, which is an anhydrous metal. Okay. And it releases some heat. So yeah, that's the old stuff. New okay. stuff doesn't
1: burn, doesn't hurt. You know okay. Yeah, because it looked like that hurt.
2: That segues right into what I was going to ask you. Thank you so much, Dave. I know that Dark Angel Medical has saved at least 127 lives, and that's only what I could find with my research, my cursory research. And it's because the people Mm -hmm. had the right equipment at the right time, and they knew how to use it. Can you give us some examples of those saves that, or what happened in some of those instances?
4: Yeah. Absolutely, one of the higher profile uh, incidents we had at least three kits deployed that I know of was the Las Vegas shooting back in October of 2017. Yeah. Uh, and so there was multiple kits used in that uh, incident. Uh, and here recently, I was teaching a class in Texas, and I had one of my students uh, that was working on a farm, and and one of the guys driving a tractor tractor rolled, and he went over onto a T post, and the mm-hmm. T post. Uh, the fence post, those steel T posts, went through his left arm, almost impaled his his trunk. It, it cut, it put a big laceration down to the rib cage uh, on his left side, and he had to actually pull the T post up after he had turned. He grabbed one of my kits, had never even had the class, but he had watched some of my online training videos and actually turned the kid, the guy's arm off because he had blood spraying everywhere, and so he drove him to the hospital in the bed of the truck with a T post, you know, through his arm. Uh-huh. So that's one of our, that's actually one of the more recent ones. And then we just had a police officer that was off duty the other day down in Orange County, Florida, use one of our kits, a motor a bicyclist was struck by a truck. This is the scenario I use in every single class of mine, uh, had an open, uh, open fracture. The, the bone had uh, broken through the, uh, the gentleman's arm, uh, dissected one of the arteries, spraying blood everywhere. Used a tourniquet to get it stopped and covered it up with uh, with a pressure bandage. And he was able to get that guy stabilized until EMS gets there because EMS, law enforcement, they may be 8, 10, 12 minutes. You can bleed out in less than four. So you're 911, you're it.
2: Well, you, there are also some kits used in Las Vegas, right, at the Las Vegas Yeah, that's what you event. mentioned, yeah. At the Las yeah, Vegas. yeah.
4: yeah. At, least, at, at least three kits that we know of, Judy, at least three kits. And so, um, and it was from one of my uh, one of, a gentlemen, uh, I know he was an Air Force medic as well, and he's been a big supporter of us for years. But, yeah, it doesn't take a lot. It doesn't take a lot. Uh, you just got to know how to use what you have.
1: All right, so... By the way, I didn't write this question. Size matters, Terry. Uh, yeah, you Terry. did. <laughs> I did not write this question. I'm telling you straight up, brother.
3: Saved it for you, Dave. We yeah, you
1: guys. Have, I'm sitting here blushing. He so is. I'm he not is. carrying around a backpack full of medical supplies everywhere I go, and I don't know any surgeon who does. But I get that clearly that I should have some medical supplies on me, but how do I really put this... Off without wearing a, you know, cargo pants and look like a pack mule.
4: Yeah, well, and that's a great question, and that's one of the big things that's been always been so off putting to people about carrying a med kit is because they're like, Well, you know, I just don't have the room and that's where i would come into the whole, well, what do you carry in your pocket, what do you carry in mm-hmm. your purse, what do you carry in your backpack, your set, your man purse, your European shoulder bag, whatever you want to call it, your Indiana Jones satchel, and you don't but you don't have to carry a mobile trauma bay. I mean, I, I'm like my ankle kit is 10 ounces of life insurance, literally, you know. That's exactly what it is because you don't choose when or where you're going to need this, this knowledge, this equipment, uh, period. Like I said, you know, we've had the Vegas, Las Vegas shooting. we had, I just mentioned a farm accident. A, a guy just rides his bicycle, gets plowed by a mm-hmm. truck. Every, everywhere and every person, every person needs this because this is what we call everyday trauma care so, I mean, you can keep it in your car. We've got uh, kits for cars. We've got uh, visor-mounted kits, headrest-mounted kits that are on the way, I promise. You have skinny Um, ones,
2: too, that fit in purses perfectly. They're, like, flat. Yeah. And they have 10 things in them.
1: And and for all everybody out there saying, oh, well, I'll just go in the medicine cabinet and I'll make my own. No, because you don't have a clue what you're doing unless you're a medical professional. I think your kits fit the bill it's it's like it's like having a toolkit in your car you don't have to go build Absolutely. it you actually provide it what's your website
4: uh darkangelmedical.com and and right now if people use coupon code slash 25 they can save 25% off oh. of the best med kits in the market with the best guarantee it's called a kit for life guarantee you use one of my kits to save a life and you let us know about it and what happened, we'll send you what you used Free of charge. You send us your kit, what has Whoa. been unused, we'll we'll reinspect it, we'll make sure everything's serviceable, we'll repack it with new stuff, reseal it, and send it to you free of charge. And I am one hundred percent happy to say that I love replacing products.
1: Dark Angel what? Dark Angel Medical. Dark Angel Medical. Stay
2: yep. tuned for segment three. We're going to be continuing our discussion with Carrie Davis of Dark Angel Medical about the training you're going to need, Dave, for that med
1: kit. I, I You know I'm going to do it. This is FM 961 AM 1170. The answer.
0: There is more information still to come with Responsibly Armed Radio on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to Responsibly Armed Radio with Tatiana Whitlock and Judy Wells. Now here's your hosts, Tatiana and Judy, on The Answer San Diego. Yeah, you're on all the us.
1: All right, folks, welcome back to Responsibly Armed Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, welcome back. Hey, Responsibly Armed Radio is brought to you today by U.S. Law Shield. No one wants to be the victim of a crime. Having a self-defense mindset, preparing and planning for the worst-case scenario is common sense. Having U.S. Law Shield at your side also makes a lot of sense, especially dollars and cents. The founders of this company uh, were intent on breaking the mold by providing affordable legal coverage through the Legal Defense for Self-Defense program for just $10.95 a month. For more details, go to com slash RAR. And remember, you got car insurance, don't you? And these guys are a lot cheaper. Hey, this segment's also sponsored by Howell's Gun Shop, New England's premier indoor range and firearms retailer. Join us in Gray, Maine for a family-friendly shopping experience and head into their state-of-the-art range to make some noise. Not sure where to start? Well, take your first gun safety lesson, hunter safety or concealed carry course with their nationally recognized instructors. How's promoting safe and responsible firearm ownership since 1983. You can visit them online at howlsgunshop.com and thank them for sponsoring Responsibly Armed Radio.
2: Okay, Carrie, so one thing before I get to my next question, I did want to say that I, I really liked your comment about the best self-defense is to be prepared. And I think of that in a lot of ways, but medically now, I think about it in a different way. Even though I carry my kit, that's something that I think we need to teach the people around us, our kids, mm-hmm. our parents, the people that I teach at, um, you know, with firearms. and But but I have some concerns, and that is I always feel like my background, I have zero background in medical other than Stop the Bleed and your, you know, regular um, first aid courses and all the things that I think I should be responsible because of the, the field I'm in, right? But... My parents, um, other people like me, just my friends and people in my world, tease kids, everybody I can think of. How do we start? Where do we, how do we feel confident with these tools that we now have in our purses or in our cars or wherever?
4: No, Judy, that's a great question. Where do you start? Uh, and, and you being someone who's like a clean slate, honestly, that's the best one. Uh, because you don't have any bad information, it's like when we get a new shooter when I'm teaching a, a handgun one o one or one o two class uh, up at sig you know uh, when I'm teaching a one o one, I love having people who don't have any bad habits already ingrained they're a clean slate to start off with, and so that's the beautiful thing you don't have to have any medical background to, to take this class that is that is one of the most. Uh, beautiful things about it. It's like people look at the slide. They look at the power or the, uh, the manual when they get a manual in class. They're like, oh, my God, there's so much information. And I think a lot of people are intimidated by medical training because it's, you know, they're like, oh, my God, this is some fairy dust or something like that. I've got to have a, a medical degree. And you don't. Uh, anybody can save a life. Uh, like uh, my the youngest person I've ever had in my class, other than my daughter, Lily Beth. Uh, Lily Beth was eight years old when she took the class the first time. She's had it six times. And she's almost 16 now. So this kid has had this class 16 times. The last three times, I'm very proud to say, she was not voluntold. She actually volunteered. And so she, actually, she wants to learn more. All of my children have had this class, uh, which is phenomenal because in that type of situation, they're force multipliers. The youngest person I've had in my class, other than Lily Beth, uh, when she was 8, is an 11-year-old boy, and I'm, I tell you right now, he was asking more cogent questions than some of the adults in the class. So this kid was totally processed and it was totally vested in the situation. It wasn't, it wasn't just because his dad was there. They were there together. But I'm going to tell you what, that on day two, when people were doing rapid trauma assessments, it blew me away. So any age, any skill level, you don't have to be a doctor. You don't have to be a, a nurse or anything like that. Um, so all of the, all the skills that you learn in the class, uh, you know, you're like I said, you're a clean slate. But I've had trauma surgeons in class. Uh, One of my last classes had a trauma surgeon. He's like, I've been a trauma surgeon thirty-five years. He said, I didn't learn how to put a tourniquet on med school, you know. And so it's he. Everybody gets something out of this. Everybody can get something out of this. And my thing is this: if you can get at least one takeaway from this training that can make a difference in somebody's life, then it has been a. It has been a. It's been a win. It's been a good training day, you know. And, and for some, for little redneck boy from Route Two Seminary, Mississippi, like myself, teaching people this stuff and giving them giving them the ability to go forth and save somebody's life and be a be a force multiplier, be that asset rather than that liability in society, dude. That is that's freaking huge because anybody can learn this because this is like we say every all the time. This is everyday trauma, trauma care for everyday people. And that is that is one of the biggest takeaways I think people can get from it is you don't have to be intimidated. And medical training, medical training is, it is sexy. It is cool. Because you know what's not cool? Dying. yeah,
2: <laughs> Or not knowing now, what to do in yeah. a catastrophic situation. Yeah.
1: Okay, I got yeah. homework for you, yeah. Carrie. You need to get this in into K through 12. Some way, somehow, you need to get this in K through 12. Can you imagine the impact you would make?
4: Yeah, I've I've been lucky enough to teach a few private schools. Yeah, um, uh, one of them very notable out in Lo- in the Los Angeles Hollywood area, uh, a couple down in uh, Georgia, a couple here in Colorado. It's been it's been nice, but to me that is that is just it's preparing these little ones sure. and and putting some good information in their minds without traumatizing them. I can do it without traumatizing. Well, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Well, I have to say that you know whether you're a little kid or an older person or an able-bodied adult, you can contribute. And if contributing simply means you have the tools, when you pull over on that motorcycle accident that you just saw happen in front of you, you pull that kit you have in your car out, come to find out there's an ER doc that also pulled over. If the bigger brain is there, hand them those tools. You know, you don't have to necessarily be the person that goes on, but you can contribute to someone's survival. And if you don't have it, you can't and get out of the way for someone who does. So Carrie, okay. I recall a few years ago reading online an awesome, you know, total brag, dad brag moment. And I was proud for her too. It was like, I'm a, I'm a fangirl. <laughs> a story about your daughter who was only 11 at the time, utilizing a kit she had in her backpack to help assist with an on-campus injury. Can you tell us that story?
4: Absolutely. So, Lily Beth has been carrying a Level 3A uh, plate backer and uh, one of her trauma kits in her pack since she was a little girl. Uh, and one of her friends, one of the parking brakes on one of the buses failed uh, on a bus in front of another bus. And her friend was walking between the two buses and got her head pinched between the front and rear bumper. And it actually caused a scalp avulsion, And it, so, it just kind of squished the skin off the top of her skull. Uh, faithfully, you know, she knows she didn't have a skull fracture or anything like that, but she's laying there bleeding and Lily had the wherewithal. There was no one else around there with a trauma kit and everybody's standing around vapor locked and Lily having been a two time veteran at that time of my classes he re- she opened a kid up, pulled out a pressure bandage, uh, flipped the avulsion back down just like she had learned in class and did a head wrap just like she learned in class wow. and took care of the situation. And so to, for an 11-year-old girl to have that much wherewithal and that much situational awareness and, and, and the ability to, to act and, like you said, be, be proactive so that she could, when she was ready, when she needed to be reactive, she was ready. Um, then she had it and, you know, and she was in a, she was in a rollover car accident a few years, a couple of years later with her sister and her best friend. And she was the one that used the, the rescue me tool to break the glass in the sunroof and then use the snow, uh, the, the ice and snow tool to rake the window, uh, frame. Like I taught her to rake the frame and get all the glass shards out of the way. And she evacuated the car. She was the last one out of the vehicle at 11 years old. And so if, if a little child like her, and she's almost 16 now. She's a young woman, beautiful young woman. Um, I kind of par. She's kind of got me wrapped because I delivered her. Uh, so oh, wow. it's kind of rad.
2: Yeah, That's so it's, my, cool. it's my
4: baby, but my baby baby. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so if, but if a little girl like her can learn skills and make a difference in somebody's life, and if you've got an open mind and you've got two functioning brain cells, I guarantee you, I can teach you how to save a life.
1: So what kit and did I, you use it, there?
4: What, 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 Which one of your TV kits you need
1: to deliver your baby?
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I, a, pair, a pair of size eight gloves and these big XL hands right here. So for a little dude, I got big hands.
2: There you yeah, go. I, I,
4: just, I, I, did the, I just did the catching. Uh, Mama did the pushing and I did the catching. But it, it's one of those things where where a lot of people are hesitant to take this training. And I think I alluded to that in the earlier segment because they think it's, it's so intimidating because I like, yeah. Oh my God, what what else can, what can I do? It doesn't take much, two days, two days of training, 16 hours. And I'm going to tell you what, regret lasts forever because you don't get any closure yeah. off of that. Yeah. Cause you're going to sit there and second guess and what if yourself until you're blue in the face. And, and so, Get that training because at least if you've done everything you can, you have the ability to have that closure and go. Well, I did everything I could. It's in God's hands now.
2: It's Why do you my think hand. people are hesitant to get training?
1: They're afraid. I bet you. They're
4: they're they're afraid of they're afraid of 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 well of, of the situation. They're afraid of many things. You know, uh, fear fear contributes to people to delay. You know, or or people not doing things. And and I think now that people are more proactive or see things and how important it is, thankfully we're getting more people who are more receptive to it. But I still think we have a large population out there who think it's out of their scope or out of it or out of their realm of capability when it's absolutely not. And when they see how easy it is and because it's like, you know, they, they, like I said, they see that book and they're like, Oh my God, this is so much stuff. And I'm like, okay, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Yeah. And you can eat that elephant one bite at a time. And then what I do, I do a crawl, walk, run approach to teach, to teaching. I've been an adult educator for many years. Um, and thanks to the Air Force's uh, 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 office, uh, uh, academic instructor school is what they call it, we, we learn how to, uh, to actually present the material in a, in a fairly, co- like I said, cogent manner. But if you present it in a crawl, crawl walk, run, if I can even say that, people actually get it in get it in digestible small digestible chunks little little tidbits and you build a solid foundation and then you just build on top of that and build on top of that you know it's like when people come to a shooting class they come to a 101 and they think well after the 101 well, I'm basically John Wick you know yeah. and you're, you're like no, dude you're not you got to you got to <laughs> build on it and it's just so a foundational true. level but you've got to build on it because everybody wants to Ricky Bobby and go fast you know, I think you that's true. I feel
2: that way. Yeah. I definitely yeah. feel that way. When I'm making an emergency plan, I'll always ask do we have a medical professional before I think Amen. okay I could take care of it. I always wanna Amen. I always think someone else can do it better. So I think that's a really important part of the training is the confidence Absolutely. building to And let you can't you know. be
1: afraid of blood. And take it slow. Take,
2: Take it, slow. it slow. All right, folks, stay with us. When
3: we come back, we're going to discuss with Carrie medical supply myths that could get you or someone else killed and how to avoid them.
1: All right, folks, you're listening to Responsibly Armed Radio, FM 961. AM 1170, The Answer.
0: There's more safety first information still to come with Responsibly Armed Radio on The Answer San Diego.
4: Welcome back to Responsibly Armed Radio on The Answer San Diego. Now, here are your hosts, Tatiana Whitlock and Judy Wells.
1: All right, folks, hey, welcome back. This is Responsibly Armed Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Uh, Well, again, welcome back. Today's show is brought to you by U.S. Law Shield. Hey, do you remember Jack Wilson? When a gunman opened fire in a Texas church in December 2019, Jack acted quickly to save the lives of his congregation. He was truly a responsibly armed American hero. Jack had something on his side that all responsibly armed people should consider. That was U.S. Law Shield and their Legal Defense for Self-Defense program. Jack Wilson has been a member of U.S. Law Shield since 2013. Check out his story and what Jack has to say about his membership at uslawshield.com R-A-R.
2: This segment is also sponsored by a Girl and a Gun Women's Shooting League. The shooting league is a shooting club established by women for women, and it's an amazing group of it's an amazing group that you can join, any age. And come to our meetings at a Girl in a Gun events, you can get firearms trainings, be surrounded by women who are encouraging and knowledgeable and ask questions in a safe and non-judgmental environment. It's a place to improve your markmanship and meet like-minded women. I'm happy to say that Tatiana is the national training director for a girl in a gun. Go to a in a gun org and join today.
3: Thanks to meeting Kerry at Shacho way back in 2013, I've been a strong believer in promoter and promoter in carrying a med kit every single day. Kerry and his team at Dark Angel Medical have been revolutionary in this work. There's really no question about that. To make the tools and training attainable to normal Earth humans like us, however, the problem with learning this stuff is that you realize just how much bad and often dangerous advice is out there about how to save a life in a critical incident so dangerous that it can make a bad situation much, much worse. Carrie, I'd like to spend a few minutes calling out a few of those big-ticket no-nos and busting those myths so our listeners don't fall victim or make those same terrible mistakes.
4: Amen. Yeah, and I could could, uh, get on the soapbox and I might hurt some feelings, but uh, I'd rather hurt some feelings than give people the right information and dispel some of the 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 bad information out there the misinformation and just downright ignorance willful ignorance because there's there's stuff now that we're that people are still saying is valid uh and and we've got science to back it up i'm a big believer in science and uh, one of the biggest things and i show this in class and you've seen the, you've probably seen the video of me doing it in class you saw me do it in class Is tampons tampons do not be long in a med kit period end of story full stop period
1: why would I mean, you want one story. in there they... lord have mercy well well
4: because you know their their grand their brothers uncles best friends grandfather used one in vietnam uh... you know and they said it worked then i'm like well i got a broken watches right twice a day too but that doesn't make it that does not make it an accurate time piece you know yeah. uh we've got much better stuff out there tampons do one thing soak up blood that's they it. do not stop blood, but they do not compress. We have to have two things to achieve hemostasis. That's stoppage of blood. That's the fancy medical word, $20 word for stoppage of blood. You've got to have compression and coagulation, and a tampon ain't going to give you either one of those. So don't put it in your med kit. Belts. I've heard people say, well, I've got a belt. Okay, congratulations. You've got a belt. That's awesome. What are belts designed to do? Keep your britches up over your butt. That's what belts are designed to do. They're not designed to stop a bleed. They're not designed to be a tourniquet. Well, my, and, I, and I'll say this, my father-in-law used a belt on one of my and my wife's classmates uh, back when we were like the seventh grade. He had gotten injured in an ATV accident and had an arterial bleed, and he witnessed the accident and was, able, and was able to use a belt to stop the bleed. But you know what else he had? Mechanical advantage. He had a tire tool to give him that windlass mm-hmm. to make that, that, that strap work. It gives him leverage. Gave him that mechanical advantage to stop the bleed. That's what works. Because um, there have been multiple studies done on improvised tourniquets, and, and the multiple the tourniquets, the improvised tourniquets without some sort of mechanical advantage, some sort of windlass device, did not work. And they even still had a, a smaller a small failure rate with the ones that did have mechanical mechanical advantage. But it just shows it goes to show you how important mechanical advantage is when you're carrying a tourniquet. So a belt. Keep that keep that belt in your in your in your belt loops and keep a tourniquet in your pocket. That's the best advice I give you. Um, people who said, Well, you know, I had Combat Lifesaver, you know, twenty years ago. I was an Eagle Scout many years ago. Brothers, things have changed. Just like you were talking about, Dave, with the the quick clock from that movie Shooter. When was that movie shooter come out? Wasn't it like uh, two thousand nine, yep. two thousand twelve, something yep. like that? Yeah. Okay. So and so 2009 was the last year that Z Medica start, start uh, was making that granular quick clot. Granular hemostatic. If your trauma kit has a granular hemostatic, hey, 2020, uh, 2009 called. They want their, they want their medical kit back. 2021, <laughs> we have better stuff. Okay, we have science back in it that shows gauze gives you that compression, that coagulation gives you more accurate and better delivery to the source of the bleed that we need to. So, you know, what you've learned from movies, you know, if you see these guys burn, you know, oh, my God, I'm going to, I got a gunshot wound. I'm going to throw some gunpowder in there and light that thing up. Look, dude, this ain't two two mules for Sister Sarah. You ain't Clint Eastwood. You ain't Rambo. Don't do it. Okay, don't do it because the chances are you can cause more harm than good. And that's the thing about it is, as people are like, well, this this medical stuff is going to hurt. Well, yeah, that's going that's called discomfort. It's like when you go to the doctor, they say, hey, you might feel some might feel some, it might be uncomfortable. That's medical speak. This is going to hurt like a son of a gun. <laughs> this is going to be uncomfortable, but it's not going to cause any more trauma. That's our goal is to create is to is to stop the injury, and that and by the, the second uh, a end result, a secondary result of that may be some discomfort in us doing the wound treatment. But that aside. Um a lot of people say well I've got all this gear in here in my in my bag what if it's expired you know um the the expiration dates on items are relative to the manufacturer's liability okay and a lot of the expiration dates relate to sterility of the products and that's an FDA mandate thing uh, and so um expired quick clot the new stuff is made from kaolin our kaolinite from is mined from the biggest mi- uh, kaolin deposit in Georgia and it's, uh, and it has been, it's an inert mineral, uh, it's been in the earth for millions of years. I'm pretty much going to say that it would probably still work. It just won't be sterile. And that's why and people get all wrapped around the axle about sterility. And I'm like, look, man, don't worry about sterility. Okay. Cause if you're worried about sterility, you're worried about the wrong thing. Because when they get to the hospital, if they make it, there alive, they're going to get an equine dose of broad spectrum antibiotics, you know, right there on the spot. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about it if it's expired, because even if you open it up in a a non-sterile environment, if you have non-sterile gloves, the package is non-sterile, it's a non-sterile environment, so at best it's clean. I ain't saying drag it through a pile of dog crap while you're trying to pack it into somebody, but let's keep it as clean as possible. And so expired medical gear, that's up to you. I mean, but if it still works, it still works. All right.
1: Well, I tell you what, I took the six tampons I had in my pocket and I threw them in the (laughs) trash. So I'm not using those anymore. Uh,
4: That's good.
1: I know. And
4: where do, they're about as useful they're about as useful as saddlebags on a pig there's another one for you there tatiana
2: hey, we'll hang on to that i oh, you it, people love with it. your sayings so
1: you have classes all over the country and i bet you could do a lot of work in chicago and, and new york but that's another story so how could people find you and and schedule a class i know you've got your your youtube page and your website but i know i'd love to get you uh, uh i'd love to see you on the west coast.
2: I've already had three texts from people telling me to get you out here. Yeah you
1: I mean we just got (laughs) to find a sponsor maybe that sig company will sponsor you to start going around all these different parts of the country and because I think you know I got to tell you these two ladies have put together some of the most amazing radio shows and I've been doing this 30 years and I'm going to tell you right now Carrie this has been the most informative and the best show that I think we've done yet. I just have to tell you that so how do people find you?
4: Well, thank you I appreciate that Thank you I appreciate that yeah and we're we're 100 percent dependent 100 uh, percent dependent on our on our hosts. So if you want us to come to you, you reach out to us at info at darkangelmedical.com, and you shoot hoot that's our our liaison correspond our correspondence liaison. Our HM, uh, 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 our head head most uh, person in charge of doing all the customer service everything, that's Deb. So we want people to reach out to us. If you want us to come to you, all we need is a venue, and we need enough room for up to 24 people. We need at least 12 to fill the seats and to get us there, and we need up to 20. We can have up to 24. You get the AV equipment. We're a plug-and-play type operation. Mm -hmm. It's myself or Ross or Mike. One of the three of us will be there to give you the, the information you need to save a life, but... Reach out to us if you want us to come to you, and then uh, we need at least four months in advance to get that going so that we can we can get everything up and on the website and get get it promoted and all that kind of good stuff. But we will love to come out there. So look us up on darkangelmedical.com. Check our training page out. And if we're not in the area that you want us to come to, then maybe you want to host a class. If you host a class, not not only do you get the free slot, get a free kit too. So we try to sweeten the bill a little bit for folks to come out. But not only that, you get the gift of life. Wow! And you get that knowledge that can make a difference in somebody's life. You can check us out on Facebook. You can check us out on Instagram, YouTube. But if, if our big thing is educating people, we we believe in service after the sale. So we want to educate people, and we're booking for twenty twenty two right now. And we would love to come out there to the to the other to the to the left coast to the west coast.
1: And we'll we'll <laughs> and assign you pray. a helmet and a flak jacket. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm down like no. I'm down like four flat tires. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I have to say, I've met both of your instructors, Mike and Ross, and they are outstanding individuals. I mean, wonderful people, Absolutely. super knowledgeable. I mean, you're lucky to get a class with any of your guys, you or your team members. They are incredible um, and insanely knowledgeable. Tell we got a few minutes. Tell us a little bit about those two guys and, and why they're on your team. Yeah.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am I am tickled to have those guys on my on my team. Uh, Ross Francis Ross is a, a former FMF corpsman. That's Fleet Marine Force corman. Uh, worked with the Marines. He was a Navy corman. Uh, he was deployed uh, multiple times. He also did some contract work after he got out. Uh, guy's a real deal. He's a, he's still working as a paramedic over in uh, uh, west of here, uh, west of Colorado Springs area. So he's still up in the mountains up there doing some doing God's work up there. Uh, Mike uh, Rowan, uh, he was AFSOC, uh, Air Force Special Operations Command, IDMT, Independently Duty Medical Technician. So it was basically like the job that I did. He and I were the same career field base, and he just took his level to a different or his training to a different level and was able to provide sick call and minor surgical procedures and uh, evaluating patient things like that in austere environments. So these guys, and I've had people come to my class and go, well, you're not teaching a class. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm teaching another class that weekend or I'm doing something else. But that's the reason I didn't call it Carrie Davis medical. You know, I'll, it's dark angel medical for a reason, because if you get one of these two fellows in the class, uh, you're going to get the same passion, the, the same knowledge, probably more, because they're way smarter than I am. Uh, and so, Let's get it, you know, get these, you're going to, you're going to get a great class no matter
1: who you get. All right. All right. Get Get your your own radio show. I'm going to have to get you a radio (laughs) show, dude. You're, you're amazing. All right, Judy, roll us out. Carrie, thank you (laughs) so,
2: so, so much for joining us today on Responsibly Armed Radio. Thank you to our listeners. Please join us again on August 15th for our next episode. You can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and many other podcast platforms thank you to our title sponsor u.s law shield thanks to our segment sponsors howell gun shop a girl and a gun and discount gun mart ac foundation gun owner radio and the dc project until we talk again be safe be smart and be responsibly armed good afternoon everyone fm
0: 961 am 1170 the answer Thank you for joining us today on Responsibly Armed Radio with Tatiana Whitlock and Judy Wells. Visit responsiblyarmedradio.com to learn more about the show, your hosts, and how to become a sponsor or guest of the show. Tune in next time as we talk again with our experts and learn more about elevating safety awareness and being prepared. Ask yourself, what does responsibly armed mean to me? This has been Responsibly Armed Radio on The Answer San Diego.